Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. This episode of the Supercast is brought to you by Venga CBD. Venga CBD is not like other CBD companies who just post a bunch of products and hope you just figure it out. Venga was started in Colorado by athletes like you who wanted a better way to use CBD to fight pain, train longer, race harder, and recover faster. That's why they created the system of CBD products for athletes that only have four products that cover 100% of your CBD needs. No guesswork. Guys, each of these products are made to help your endurance in very, very key areas from race training to recovery. You know, we pull it together. These guys make it a great system to just elevate your game. As always, save, you know, 30% off and get free shipping when you sign up um, versus getting them separately. Like, this is one of the best deals out there, guys. Check it out. Um, I use it daily. The capsules are phenomenal. And as always, use code BROCR on checkout. Save you some cash. Um, and if you've got questions, reach out to the team. Great people. Without further ado, let's kick it on over to the episode. And it's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosek. Rumor has it, it's Tuesday all day long. It is. Do you like my new, like, deep and sexy voice this is what happens when you go to arizona for a week in the dry weather and it sucks out all the moisture in your throat it sounds like a great time leah um we took a week off everybody hope everybody had a restful break there um i didn't <laughs> i did not <laughs> what did you do on your spring break jacob leah we have been okay so we are in full swing here of my track season mm-hmm. and it's Leah. It is insane understanding COVID regulations during mm-hmm. with high schoolers and trying to manage everything. Well, and I'm sure and, I don't know about you, but by us, each school like there was district rules, but then each school yep. had district rules too. Well, it's it's just absolutely insane. So, if you are in a close proximity of another kid within 15 minutes of each other, they consider that close mm-hmm. contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an exposure. So then, you know, that carries over for a full team. Um, well, what if it rains and you're trying to get inside all really quick into like a locker room and then you put the whole team in there and you're trying to make sure it's not lightning or thundering? Yeah, yeah. So over the weekend, we were supposed to have a track. Well, okay, so the past two weeks, we started kicking off our meets. We had one Saturday meet, you know, the weekend before. This past weekend, we were supposed to have another Saturday meet, but it was a massive invitational with 11 different schools. I was only allowed to put four kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 schools. That's a big meet. 
that's a huge meet. Um, but then you think about like, okay, so there was a chance of rain. So then everybody go inside. We're all exposed. What if one person comes down with COVID? We're all exposed then. Yeah. Uh, we shut down everybody, 11 school season. I mean, it well, is. But, you know, when my daughter participated with cheerleading and football and it was the same thing, like we would not basically know if we were having a game until that morning because, yep. you know, both of them being contact sports, one kid get it and it shut the whole team down. I, I mean, right now we're in a place we we're supposed to have a meet later tonight. And yeah. I mean, it would be nothing for me to hear. Well, you know, one kid got COVID, so it's done. Yeah. Um, it is just such a weird time. Yeah. But I mean, um, the bright side is, is at least they're able to get something in, you know, these poor kids, these athletes who've been training for years and, and trying to get out there and, and compete and, you know, so many seasons and schools and states have still just been shut down. So, you know, that's what I tried Leah, to do. They were just heartbroken. They missed so much, but get something in. I'll be honest with you, Leah. I'm a fringe sport. Not a lot of people right now care about pole vault, my take. They <laughs> not, except the pole vault. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually, you know how hard it is to try to grow, like, I, I want to create this cult following on this sport here in this town and kind of like make it like a place to go for people who want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because people do want to do it, but it's like creating the culture around it. It's a weird sport. Um, if anybody was watching my Instagram story last night, I jumped like, I think it was like 10 foot or something last night and I was just having fun. That's a whole different discussion. Anyway, enough talk about pole vault, enough talk about that because we actually had racing this past weekend. Yeah. Well, no, before before we go into it, I will share this little side story from my weekend, though. My friend Tyler Sprague came from Flagstaff, Arizona, and decided to try and knock out the Knobstone Trail this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And was on pace for 30 miles and then bowed out because the weather was nasty. So that that's my Sunday story. Um, you know, try- Arizona is no joke. We were out there, you know, we took the week off and that's, we went out to Arizona for a week to visit my family. And all I could think of while we were there is, you know, if I lived here, if I was one of these West coast runners, man, I'd be so freaking good. We went on a couple trails. We went to Sedona. We went to Grand Canyon. We went, um, you know, on a hike around the Phoenix area, those climbs and that heat, like no joke mad props to the to the west coast arizona people yeah he's he is a phenomenal i would say he's probably in the ultra running community he's a top 50 he's phenomenal in in 50ks and stuff but not so much like 100 milers and stuff but right well after arizona i went on to dallas um and we kicked off an amazing weekend of racing um Let's basically kind of go through what went down and then we'll talk about the big dog that that happened. So um, up on the Northeast, we had our friend. Bit challenge. And Rob McCoy put on an event um, and podiums from that, from the elite wave we had for the men, Ryan Kempson, uh, Jarrett Newby and Ryan Brizolara, sorry. Um, and then on the female side, Cassandra Carroll, Jareen Ray, and Meg Julian. You know, it makes me happy seeing some of these big dogs, like bigger names like Kempson coming out to the locals now. Like, I'm surprised because Kempson's been kicking ass with Savage. Um, so I just assumed he was going to be back at Savage this weekend. But no, he went up to Fit Challenge. You know, it's I 
it makes me happy to see some of this stuff. And uh, we're going to get going here to here to talk about Savage in a second. But Ian Hosick was down there and he had a good run down there. Yep. Um, so down in Texas. It um, makes me happy to see this starting to shake up a little bit on different scenes. We had, you know, the, the upper we had Northeast with Fit Challenge. Down in uh, Texas, we had on the men's side, Jared Flank, Ian Hosick, and Van Tran on the men's side. And then on the female side, a savage regular and just dominating badass, Chris Roglowski again with another axe. Uh, Ashley Samples in second and Miranda Huber taken third. Um, you know, pretty consistent there. And it's it's one of those things I saw a few different posts from Hosick because uh, he was on our Salming team with us talking about how he's excited to go do some big kid obstacles again down at Savage. And mm-hmm. yep. um, I think... I think there's just this big following right now for some technicality and we're missing racing, but we're understanding what those special races are. And when I see them talk about things like, Oh, I'm looking for some technical obstacles. I just hear people are getting excited for OCRWC. That's all I hear. Yeah. Well, of course, because you know, as the season is continuing and more States are opening, you know, we can't help but kind of get excited and start feeling like, Hey, we might be coming back, you know? Absolutely. Um, so in the southeast, then we had Spartan. Um, we had Spartan Charlotte. Charlotte. We had the Charlotte event, double sprint days. Um, not part of any series, but we had kind of a, a rivalry shit-talking series amongst the Carolina boys. Um, yeah. We have Ryan Woods and Brian Gawiski, who are friends and training partners in, in North Carolina. They hold hands. Um, it's cute. It's real they, cute. They're matching little shorty shorts and, you know, all that. But so they, you know, kind of have this friendly little rivalry about the King of the Carolinas. Uh, going into this weekend, Brian Gawiski had that title. Um, but on Saturday, we had a throwdown and Ryan Woods unseated Gawiski as the King. Um, and we had Ryan taking first, Brian taking second, and Mark Gadet taking third. Um, Somebody get him a crown. <laughs> yep. On the female side, we had Dixie Bonner, Miranda Kilpinski, and Ashley Lorraine. Taking- you know, Dixie, I'm friends I- with her. Dixie, I'm not friends with her, but I do know who she is. She's a good gal. She's just a swell <laughs> gal. Um and it made, like, I saw that name pop up there and I was like, oh, good for yeah. her. You know, just, she is, she's one of these gals that absolutely loves it. And it's good to see your name out there, Dixie. It, it's awesome. Yeah. And then on Sunday, coming back again, Gawiski threw down, Ryan took Sunday off. So Gawiski was able to take first, our friend Dustin Livingood in second and Mark Adet again in third. And then on the female side, Miranda moved up to first. Um, Adrian Doherty took second, and Jessica Shepard took third. Um, you know, so with so many races happening at the same time, we have all these people kind of spread around. Um, so it's nice we're seeing some different names out there. Do we have like Sunday point poaching back? I feel like that's a thing again. <laughs> I think it might be a thing. Although it never left. It never left made up and they don't mean anything but you know we really don't have point series anymore guys uh, that's covid destroyed the point series 
So then we have the big dog event um, happening down in Dallas. We had the Leah calls it the big dog event because she was there. So obviously it was the biggest thing. It's the most important. Um, But really, High Rocks has come back to America. This was the first event they put on this year um, in America. It was a combination of their regular um, open and pro wave, but we also had them mix it up with this invitational. Um, we've heard about this invitational thing. It's like extra super duper pro. We have the regular pro and now we have the invitational. Um, as it sounds, it is by invite only. And what I learned being down there, which was kind of cool. So the reigning champions were Hunter McIntyre and Lauren Weeks. The two of them got to single-handedly pick the invitational participants. That is cool. That is really cool. So they were the champions. And so you had all kinds of people either speaking up that they wanted to compete or people that, you know, Lauren and Hunter wanted to throw down against. But at the end of the day, it was the two of them that got to handpick the field. Um, and they each, it was 12 men, 12 women invited, but it wasn't that many at the starting line. I think it was like, ended up being maybe nine men and eight or nine women, don't quote me. Sure, sure. Um, so it was exciting. Um, the men, of course, there's always the question of who's gonna try to unseat Hunter, um, the reigning world champion of High Rocks. The reigning so here, champion of anything. Here's a question. Do you like so Hunter had to compete, right? I mean, I guess he didn't have to, but because like Hunter could be like, I really want to see Matt Davis and <laughs> I want to see this person. I want to see them give it all they've got and just Matt die. Davis was, there, <laughs> was there, saw him, gave him a hug. Um, I don't believe he raced. I think he just did media. Of course, of course. Which I do have. <laughs> Say obstacle racing media did a very good job. Matt had a whole team there. Um, they did do a good job of coverage, but uh, Matt was not out there this time. Although he did compete last year. Um, I want to see like I want to see a Kev- competition with like Matt versus like Kevin Galati, which he would crush it. But like just right. like right. Hunter's just like picking things to put together a show now, reality show. Yeah. So I mean, it's when, when it comes to High Rocks and you know, any of these kinds of hybrid events, my money is always going to be on Hunter. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt. Hunter versus Hunter at these things. And, you know, he was on pace. So on the men's field, we had a lot of drama stirring up prior to the event with David McGee. David McGee was not invited to the original invitational at Dallas when we before it got rescheduled um and he ran social media a buzz and basically saying look invite me I'm ready this is what I'm training for bring me on um and it worked because they invited him when it got rescheduled and there was a lot of people talking some shit about Megita and that he had no right to be there but let me tell you, Megita threw down and he backed it up and he got second and he was neck and neck with Hunter until about station four. Um, and the heavy sleds had just 
pulled it out of Megiddo and Hunter was able to pull away and never be seen again. And this was Megiddo's, was this Megiddo's first high rocks or he had done one before? I believe it was his first one. Sure. His interest was sparked last year and he went all in on training. Like this was his goal. Um, So he did come up behind Hunter, but so has every other person that has ever challenged Hunter or not even challenged Hunter. Um, There was a question, you know, whether Hunter could break his own world record. He got to the wall balls and had to do it basically unbroken and fast in three minutes to do so um, and came up just short of breaking his own record. Um, But I have to say so much of that really depends on how Hyrox is laid out. And if you ask me, I think they're silly with how they do it. Um, we've seen how Yancey and Decca structure their Decca's, whatever they call it, the, the middle area, the yeah. zone Your pit. of positions. You know, we've seen, in my opinion, Decca do it right. They've got the lap around the outside. They basically got to cut through the middle and then they've got stations boom 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 one two three four five six uh, down the middle easy access you go in to go out right high rocks you get in the rock zone which is their big transition area Mm -hmm. freaking rat maze you have no idea where you're going it makes no sense it's not in numerical order you literally run in the, the the archway and you hold up fingers because you can't talk because you're redlined and dead. You hold up fingers to a volunteer, zone four, zone six, which way do I go? And they point you and you hope they're pointing you in the right direction because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So you lose time there. And no matter how fast you're running, you know, you lose time in that transition. And I'm certain Absolutely. Hunter and these big guys and girls lose time so anyway on the women's side on the invitational we had um lauren weeks coming in as the champion and she was unseated we had rebecca schreiber come and take first and talk about turning yourself inside out that girl could not run and throw up fast enough she gave everything oh my Um, god (laughs) He took first, Becca Hammond came and took second, and then Lauren Weeks came in and rounded out with third. Big upset. And yeah, yeah. so this is the first, well, we've seen, Becca's done stuff like this before, and Becca's got the body type to do this kind of stuff too, I think. Becca She's a- one. I, I was there at Chicago with Becca, and I believe mm-hmm. that was the first High Rocks. Yeah. Um, and she should have won that one, but she got a time penalty. So the thing about High Rocks is, is it's a thousand meter run in between each station. And yep. these are indoor events. Very few indoor events are going to have the space for a 1000 meter run. So you're so, doing weird laps and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So like, you know, New York last year, you did one and a half laps. Chicago, you did two laps. Here in Dallas this year, we did three laps um, in between each run. So it's really easy to lose track of your laps. Um, sure. So if you skip a lap, you get a three-minute penalty. 
Now I will say they do what they can um, right at the lap um, timing mat. There's a large monitor where as soon as you cross that mat, your name pops up on the screen and it tells you what to do. So if you're still among- Okay, so that is helpful. It'll say run, so you know, keep going. Um, when you finish your second lap, it'll say run, and you know, you do a third. And then when you cross that third time, it'll say workout two. So you know, you go to workout two. But, and they give the disclaimer, with any kind of tracking system like that, there it's, might be- there, there could be a hiccup. Right. And ultimately it's on you to track your own stuff. Sure. Sure. Uh, so how was your experience in High Rocks Dallas, Leah? Um, my experience was awesome. So um, I didn't say much about it before I left for vacation, but I fell down the steps like the clumsy klutz that I am and jacked up my foot. Um, so I was really nervous going into this event where my foot was going to be. And it didn't feel so good. Um, I competed in the doubles event with our friend Mel from Chicago, who was also coming back from an injury, just had um, knee surgery eight weeks ago or six weeks ago, was just cleared to run literally the week before the event. Um, but we competed in the women's doubles um, and had a freaking blast. Let me tell you, I competed at High Rocks solo last year and I did the doubles event this year, way better experience. Highly recommend doubles. Um, doubles is fun. Yeah, it's, it gives you a break. You know, doubles is nice because you have to run the laps together, but when you get into the workout zones, you can do whatever you want. So one person- so you can split can do, it awkwardly. You can do this, you can do that. Okay. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. So anyone who knows Mel knows me, knows that she has me by over a foot. So we were quite an odd looking pair. Um, but Mel is really, a large lady. <laughs> but it really worked out on, on our strength. So like she was able to take more than half of the sled pulls and pushes. Um, I took more than half of the lunges and burpee broad jumps playing to our strengths. So sure. it was, we ended up taking first in our division and qualified for the championships. That's great. That's a good with, thing. With PS, if people are interested in, there will be no world championships this year. Um, High Rocks has basically said, you know, it's not fair. We don't know the state of Europe. So many of those countries are still locked sure. down. Um, so there is no high rocks world championships they will be having a high rocks u.s championships which will take place at the already scheduled chicago event june 26th so that that's the u.s championship in chicago yeah and they're basically going to do it similar to how they did dallas they're going to have the regular event with your open and your and your pro waves and then they're having the U.S. championship waves, which are by invite only and by qualifying at a previous event. So Dallas was the first. We've got Orlando and we've got um, Austin, both in May, where you can go and qualify 
if you want to qualify for the championships in June in Chicago? Well, that just sounds swell. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I am ready for my track season to be done so I can do some running again. Yeah. I am I'm really looking forward to this. It sounded like a great time. It's nice to see more and more states opening up. You know, for, for a while now, it's basically just been Florida, Texas, and Georgia. Um, mm -hmm. But we're seeing, you know, Illinois is opening more and more. We had um, North Carolina having a race. You know, we're seeing more states open up. So hopefully things are going to keep rolling and keep progressing. Yeah, definitely. Slowly, but slowly, but surely we're starting to get things back. Yeah, especially as we're rolling summer months. Excuse me, these summer months now. Absolutely. Um, aside from that, realistically, other races that are on the on the forefront here coming up here, uh, we've got, I can't believe to say it, though, we've only got like three weeks until Highlander Dark Ages. Yep, Highlander Dark Ages is going to sell out. If you're not already signed up, you need to do so. Um, we've I'm got excited. This coming weekend, we've got a, another, the second um, full-length DECA Fit event down here in Atlanta. I will be there. Um, I'm so jealous of that, by the way. Like, I'm so jealous you get to go to DECA. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited to be in a state that, you know, is get open. me Get me a DECA shirt or something from Yancey, okay? Like, it's, I'm not going to lie. I was jealous. Like, those High Rocks white shirts that they've got out now, really yeah. sweet looking. They're Fancy. Kind of, so, High Rocks, they do something different. You don't, they don't give you finisher shirts. When you check in, they give you a $20 coupon for the merch store. So That's awesome. You, yeah. So, if you choose to use it on a shirt, a finisher shirt, you can. Or you can use it towards something bigger and better and cooler. So that's kind of cool. Think, I think that's great. I think yep. that's a really fun way to spend your, your merch. Yeah. So we've got DECA coming up this weekend. Um, what else do we have? Is there anything else happening big this weekend? Not really here. Like I said, all we've got, the only thing really changing with Dark Ages, things are starting to get ramped up for that. We've got the 5K. They've streamlined it. I think it's going to be faster than last year. And you had winners around, you know, the 24-minute timeline. Or it up last year. It was super fast. We do have camping now, though, at, at Highlander Dark Ages. Yep. Yep. If you're heading up that way and you want to spend the night with some of your best OCR buddies. Um, Bestie vibes only. <laughs> we get that set up for you. Um, but yeah, so that's coming up. We've got uh, Frontline will be coming up next month in May. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, lots of fun, bigger, you know. Things are starting to happen again. For sure, for sure. What event are you looking forward to this summer, Leah? Well, as of now, my number one event has turned into um the high rocks u.s championships we've qualified for that um and what's the date on that again in june <sighs> go figure of course i had to make a decision it is the same day now as indian mud run june 26th oh my god and that's yeah i i want to come but once again if you know me that's that's yeah. a day i've got blocked out here too 
Yeah, it um, sucks. It was Indian Mud Run has been a bucket list race for me. For, it is the for, bucket list race. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those races that just I just haven't been able to get to. There's always been something going on. And back when it was scheduled, what, in August, I was set. I had my plane ticket. It was happening. And then it got rescheduled. And it still looked like it could maybe happen for me. And I was still planning on going. But then when they announced this U.S. championship to actually qualify for a championship race and have potential to do really well, I just have to put my eggs in that basket. Yep. And I hear you. I mean, it's it's a championship. And we, we talk about championship series and championship races. It's one of the reasons I always went to the Spartan Race World Championship, because qualifying for it is pretty damn cool. You know, yeah, it's, and you know, that's the thing. Like if you go, even if you come out last place just to be invited to be able to compete amongst the best like that's just awesome you know and that's a good feeling that's why people love ocr world championships so much you know exactly it's such a bigger event there are so many more qualifiers it is more attainable for not just your top list elites but also your you know next tier competitive people and it's just such an exciting thing well, it's like I told people back in the day, like, if you're serious, you'll be in Tahoe back at the Spartan Race World Championships and like, like, oh, I'll see you in Tahoe. Like, oh, I'm not going to Tahoe. OK, well, obviously you're you've made your decision. Well, <laughs> it, well, no, it's you've made your decision. Like, you, I'm not going to be in Tahoe. Like, OK, well, that's where the World Championships at. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, line I in mean, the sand. it's you know, we've got so many big championship options happening this year, you know, we're seeing that specialization. We've said it before, you know, that specialization is really kicking in. You know, now we have, we've got OCR world championships. We've got Spartan championships. We've got the ultra championships. We now have a hybrid event, high rocks championships, you know, so with enough notice, there's enough time for someone to really specialize um, and come in and, and do their best. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm excited to see how this is going to shake things up a little bit here in the next few years with, yeah. with High Rocks coming back and, and just how many people were at High Rocks this weekend, Leah? Um, I don't know the number, but it was, it was, it was a good, now, especially for it being an indoor event. Um, you know, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, the waves were spread out, so it was longer than normal. Like hell, the pro men, not the invitational men, but the pro men, like, well, them too, I guess they didn't even start till after 3 PM. Like, oh man, it was way, way spread out. They had like the open waivers going first, um, and then clearing out, they had the regular pro waves going and then the elite waves were going last in the end of the day um you know so things were spread out but for being an indoor event it there was people there were high fives there were cheers like it was it was a return to racing it didn't feel like a you know a restricted event well, that's exciting to hear. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to have more and more of that as the season starts to go on and and things start to open up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all we really have here for things that are going on in the world. Nothing 
nothing too crazy, nothing too wild. Aside from that, things are starting to slowly open up as we've seen a few cancellations and changes here. Um, Mostly we're in, and I feel like, you know, Spartan. you know, I think Spartans in kind of a pickle because they're the biggest series. So when they have to plan events, they have to plan for thousands upon thousands of people. And I think it makes yep. it a little harder for them because, you know, because of the production, because of the overhead, it doesn't make sense to limit a Spartan race to 500 people. Like we can see some of these smaller races do, and you know, they're, they're suffering because of it. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, it's not easy. I'm, no. I'm not going to sit here, pretend that like trying to navigate that many people at an event right now is easy. I can barely do it with my high schoolers. Right. And, and I mean, they're it's, doing it's, best they can, they're putting on events, you know, you just have to, as, as a racer, you know, we have to support the ones that are able to happen and just watch watch communications, watch emails for postponements and cancellations. And just keep in mind, y'all, if an event gets postponed or canceled, it's not because the director wants to. It's, you know, it's not a choice that anyone is making lightly. If no, it gets no. Canceled or postponed, it's because they have to. So there's really no need in being a jerk about it. Yeah, it, there's no need in being a jerk. There's no, but there's, there is also taking into consideration and like looking at where things are at. Like me and Leah, like Leah, you and I, we talked many times about um, California yeah. and like, well, like, like those are going to happen. Two races on the U.S. National Series that have been way postponed, way looked at. They're still trying to figure out dates and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's common sense, guys. It's like, I'm not making this up to try to impress you. This is pretty, right. pretty line in the sand. Um, so anyway, without further ado, Leah, it's community kudos time. You still haven't made me a jingle. I'll make you a jingle. Dude, I've, I've been so busy, Leah. Yeah, I've been yeah. so damn busy. <laughs> well, community kudos this week. Who you got? Dixie. Dixie girl, Dixie girl, it's good to see you up there. First place Sunday Spartan Sprint. Ah, I yeah, and and, and honorable mention to Go 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 Whiskey. Um, <laughs> um it's pretty shorts. Ah, uh, but um, yeah, it's it's always if anybody knows, I I'm really good friends with Brian and Woodsy, and I love both of them. Um, it's it's always just great to see people's name. But Dixie, man, girl awesome great to see you on the podium um great to see you throwing down yeah uh, she she is just the sweetest nicest girl but like she's one of those people i wish i had any athlete i could coach that had half the drive that girl does half the desire to be good in this because she is just out there she wants it she yeah, wants obviously. it obviously and when you want it that's fun right for sure period that's all I got. Who you got? Goodness. There were so many amazing performances this weekend. Like um, Megita. You should give it to Megita. <laughs> I thought about giving it to Megita. I did. <laughs> uh, he can get an honorable mention. But instead of Megita, I'm going to go for, uh, we've had him on the show before, um, out of Kansas City, the Land Shark. Land Shark. Yeah. Brent Haster was down at High Rocks 
he is one of those you know y'all we told you last year to watch out for this guy he's a coming he's a coming (laughs) he's a here so he competed in the pro men wave at high rocks um his times last year at high rocks were within like smidgens of hunter like he was there but nobody noticed him. So Brent competed this year or this weekend in the pro division, threw down the second fastest time of the men's pros. And if you compare his time to the invitational men, he would have been like fourth, like beating out Killian and Kempson and all these other named men. And he's just laying under the, like people aren't noticing him. I well, would bro, we're noticing you. Good work. <laughs> I would hope that when the next round of invitations go out for High Rocks, they take a look at him because he's going to give Hunter a run. Well, and just like when I was talking with Dixie, we look at people like that. Mm-hmm. It's obvious he wants it. Dude, the, when Dude. you see someone with the fire and, and passion for the sport, like and putting in the work and getting it done and then getting those results, like, that's awesome. Coming up to the table, filling up his plate and saying, yeah, man, I want some more. That's a good thing. We need more of that. Well, and you know, from, from, from a competitive standpoint, you know, Hunter was on a phenomenal pace at High Rocks with McGee nipping at his heels. Once sure. McGee slowed down and it was Hunter versus Hunter, you can't help but have some slowing like you need need to push that pace you need people there to push it and bite it and push hunter i'm certain if Megita was able to keep up with him the whole time he could have broken his record but you know once you take the lead like that it's it's tough to push competition drives performance period absolutely it's just a fact it's just a fact And we saw it on the female side, you know, Weeks invited some females to throw down with her and they bested her, but it was a fight. But you know what she's going to do now? Train harder. One or two things. Well, she's going to say, well, that was fun and walk away and be like, well, that was, that was cool. That was a cool thing. Or she's going to train harder. One of the two. My money's on training harder because she My money's on training harder as well because she's a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's, that's the kind of stuff we need. And that's talking about like what I'm trying to do here with pole vault, I want to build that community. And I think high rocks is really doing that with the elite field. I think that's a great thing. Well, the thing about high rocks, you know, and some people love it. Some people don't high rocks separates themselves because not just any old person can roll up to the start line of high rocks. I'm sorry. Like the weight and the work it's insurmountable for some people. It just doesn't work. So you naturally are going to have people at the starting line that are more focused and more determined than your average racer. Um, And it just fuels that competition. You know, Yancey said it really well when we had him on the other day, how DecaFit is for everybody. They've Mm -hmm. made it so anybody can go and do DecaFit. And that's, that's a good thing. Yep. But high rocks is a line in the sand. Yep. They don't wait. Here's. It is the, you know, a fitness event. It is, you know, challenging and they like it that way. Yep. Um, It is a line in the sand and I love it. 
I think it's a good thing. I yeah. am really looking forward to eventually going to my first. Um, I would love to go to Chicago this year, but once again, I'm busy that day. Um, yeah. I think that's all we've got this week. Leah, do you got anything else? I think that's about it. Um, you know, everyone out there, just keep on training, keep on pushing. Um, and we look forward to seeing you out there. Absolutely. Until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. I'm Leah Hensley. Guys, stay safe. Take care. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.